Chapter 5, Episode 1 of Tartarin of Tarascon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tartarin of Tarascon by Alphonse Daudet. Episode the First, in Tarascon. Chapter 5, How Tartarin Went Round to His Club. Little, indeed, beside Tartarin of Tarascon, arming himself cap to go to his club at nine, an hour after the retreat had sounded on the bugle, was the Templar knight preparing for a sortie upon the infidel, the Chinese tiger equipping himself for combat, or the Comanche warrior painting up for going on the war-path. All hands make ready for action, as the men of war's men say. In his left hand, Tartarin took a steel-pointed knuckle-duster. In the right, he carried a sword-cane. In his left pocket, a life-preserver. In the right, a revolver. On his chest, betwixt outer and undergarment, lay a malay crease. But never any poisoned arrows. They are weapons altogether too unfair. Before starting, in the silence and obscurity of his study, he exercised himself for a while, warding off imaginary cuts and thrusts, lunging at the wall, and giving his muscles play. Then he took his master key and went through the garden leisurely. Without hurrying, mark you. Cool and calm, British courage, that is the true sort, gentlemen. At the garden end, he opened the heavy iron door, violently and abruptly, so that it should slam against the outer wall. If they had been skulking behind it, you may wager they would have been jam. Unhappily, they were not there. The way being open, out Tartarin would sally, quickly glancing to the right and left, ere banging the door to and fastening it smartly with double locking. Then, on the way. Not so much as a cat upon the Avignon road, all the doors closed and no lights in the casements. All was black, except for the parish lamps, well spaced apart, blinking in the river mist. Calm and proud, Tartarin of Tarascon marched on in the night, ringing his heels with regularity and sending sparks out of the paving stones with the ferrule of his stick. Whether in avenues, streets or lanes, he took care to keep in the middle of the road. An excellent method of precaution, allowing one to see danger coming, and, above all, to avoid any droppings from windows, as happens after dark in Tarascon and the old town of Edinburgh. On seeing so much prudence in Tartarin, pray do not conclude that Tartarin had any fear. Dear, no, he only was on his guard. The best proof that Tartarin was not scared is that instead of going to the club by the shortest cut, he went over the town by the longest and darkest way round, 
through a mass of vile, paltry alleys, at the mouth of which the Rhone could be seen ominously gleaming. The poor knight constantly hoped that, beyond the turn of one of these cutthroats' haunts, they would leap from the shadow and fall on his back. I warrant you, they would have been warmly received, though. But, alack, by reason of some nasty meanness of destiny, never indeed did Tartarin of Tarascon enjoy the luck to meet any ugly customers, not so much as a dog or a drunken man, nothing at all. Still, there were false alarms some whiles. He would catch a sound of steps and muffled voices. Werehawks! Tartarin would mutter, and stop short, as if taking root on the spot, scrutinizing the gloom, sniffing the wind, even gluing his ear to the ground in the orthodox Red Indian mode. The steps would draw nearer, and the voices grow more distinct, till no more doubt was possible. They were coming. In fact, here they were. Steady, with eye of fire and heaving breast, Tartarin would gather himself like a jaguar, in readiness to spring forward, whilst uttering his war-cry, when, all of a sudden, out of the thick of the murkiness, he would hear honest Tarasconian voices quite tranquilly hailing him with, "'Hello, you, by Jove! It's Tartarin! Good night, old fellow!' Maledictions upon it! It was the chemist Bezuquet, with his family, coming from singing their family ballad at Costecalde's. Oh, good even, good even! Tartarin would growl, furious at his blunder, and plunging fiercely into the gloom with his cane waved on high. On arriving in the street where stood his clubhouse, the dauntless one would linger yet a moment, walking up and down before the portals ere entering. But finally, weary of awaiting them, and certain they would not show themselves, he would fling a last glare of defiance into the shades and snarl wrathfully, Nothing! Nothing at all! There never is nothing! Upon which double negation, which he meant as a stronger affirmative, the worthy champion would walk in to play his game of basic with the commandant. End of chapter 5 of episode 1 Recording by Iswa in Belgium in August 2010